0: Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode number one hundred and thirty, Captain Marvel. We're featuring two mystery Guinness mixes, as I explained in a previous episode. I'll get into later. With your host Dustin, Seth, Keith, and Noah. Yeah, Ooh, special guests. Everybody, welcome back. Uh, we are doing episode 130 for Captain Marvel. This film came out uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, pretty exciting, pretty fresh. Uh, since then, we've gotten endgame trailer, including Captain Marvel, and then probably breakdowns of those post credit scenes, which is so good. Yeah. So
1: that's at like the end of the episode. We'll get onto that stuff.
0: Right, absolutely. All right, so a uh, brief history on the Captain Marvel. Fawcett Comics, a division of Fawcett Publications, was one of several well, several
2: successful comic book publishers during the golden age of comic books in the 1940s. Its most popular character was Captain Marvel, the alter ego of radio reporter Billy Batson, who transformed into the hero whenever he said the magic word, Shazam. <laughs> Following a trial in which DC Comics sued Fawcett Comics for breach of copyright, Claiming Fawcett's Captain Marvel was too similar to Superman, the latter stopped publishing Captain Marvel in 1953. In the late 1960s, Marvel gained the trademark Captain Marvel with their first series. To retain their trademark, Marvel has had to publish a Captain Marvel title at least once every two years, since leading to a number of ongoing series, limited series, and one-shots featuring a range of characters using the Captain Marvel alias. Several characters in Marvel Comics have held the title of Captain Marvel. The first Captain Marvel printed by Marvel Comics was created by Stan Lee and Gene Colan in, <laughs> <Colon. laughs> in Marvel Super Colan in Marvel Superheroes number twelve, December nineteen sixty seven. This character is an alien military officer, Captain Marvel of the Cree Imperial Militia, who sent to who was sent to observe Planet Earth as it is developing technology to travel into space. Marvel eventually worries of his superior's malign intent, and allies himself with Earth. And the Kree Empire brands him as a traitor. From then on, Marvel fights to protect Earth from all the threats. The you sep- oh. may remember in the movie
1: there is a Marvel, but it's not a male superhero like mm-hmm. in the comics. It's they kind of do their own thing with the character, and it, we'll get more into that when we talk about the cast and characters. Gender splicing, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: The second Captain Marvel was created by writer Roger Stern and artist John Romita Jr. She first appeared in the Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 16, 1982. The character is Monica Rambeau, a police lieutenant, remember Lieutenant Trouble in the movie, from New Orleans who possesses the power to transform herself into any form of energy. She eventually ceded the Captain Marvel name to the original Captain Marvel's son, after which Rambeau took the name Photon, using that for quite some time, and Janice Vell adopted the same name. Janice Vell and Monica... Discussed this, and Monica decided on the name Pulsar. She most recently returned to the Avengers using the codename Spectrum. Also, remember the line, You will have to learn how to glow like your Aunt Carol. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs>
0: That's pretty cool. She actually led the Avengers. They didn't just, like, Never join them. Member. She led the team.
2: The third Captain Marvel was Janice Bell The fourth Captain Marvel is Philivelle, Janice Genisvel's younger sister. And the fifth Captain Marvel is... Oh, my... Kerner? <laughs> There's no vowels in that. <laughs> as part of the Dark Reign storyline, Novar joined the new team, the Dark Avengers, using the alias Captain Marvel.
1: So I don't, I didn't include anything among those because they weren't in the movie. So right, if they're in a future Captain Marvel movie, then we'll talk about them on that episode. But as of now, there are other ones. We're just they're not important to us right now.
2: So they have ways to go to expand. Yeah, if they, if they want, want to, to bring more to Captain Marvels in this. Yeah,
0: down the line, Phase Ten, or whatever. <laughs> Check us out thirty years from now. <laughs> I mean, it's a possibility when they're talking about the space invasion of the Skrull. Yeah, it's and, true.
1: And they've already introduced Monica Rambeau in the movie, so in the next one there might be a kid Genis Vell or Kenner. <laughs> Kenner. <laughs>
2: All right. In July 2012, Carol Danvers, the longtime superheroine known as Miss Marvel, assumed the mantle of Captain Marvel in an ongoing series written by Kelly Sue DeConnick with art by Dexter Soy. Danvers dons a jumpsuit and explores her own past. DeConnick said that WonderCon 2012 that her pitch for the series could be described as Carol Danvers as Chuck Yeager, a former United States Air Force officer, flying ace and record-setting test pilot. In 1947, he became the first pilot confirmed to have exceeded the speed of sound and level flight. She said the series would contemplate what Captain Marvel's legend means to Danvers, how she
0: will wield it, and how the rest of the Marvel universe reacts. Little uh, spoiler before we grab our first beer: uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick was in the movie.
1: Oh yeah, she did have a mm. cameo. I read that. I didn't mm. look at who it was or what uh, character. It she was, was just
0: a, a passerby on the subway station, or the train little, station. That's guess was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> there when she so many people in that scene. Right when she's running out after,
1: she like bumps into somebody.
0: Yeah, and that's the who she mm. bumped into. That's when she loses that old grandma who changes mm-hmm. her skin. So, boom. <laughs> Nod to her. It's amazing. Uh, beer one. Yeah, we're jumping right into this one. Uh, uh, we I are... think
1: uh, Keith needs a break from all that talking. I do. So. Yeah, he does. That was a, a, <laughs>
0: that's our show format. We just have Keith talk for a while, and then we grab some beer. <laughs> we all you guys the... bring us home, though. We all get the reward
3: <laughs> from his talking.
0: Yeah. All right, so we have something special going on. We are doing... Since it's St. Patrick's Day ish area, I when celebrate we, St. Patrick's Day all, all the month, time. Month all along. entire month, yeah. When
1: we record it kinda is St. Patrick's Day. That's true. <laughs> That's true. true. <laughs> That's
0: true. Uh, and so last year we did something around the same time period where we just had all of mm-hmm. the beers that people have put, you know, names to and lists on about the top ten, top twenty black Guinness, tan and all yeah, those. Guinness mixes, black tan, half and half. Flaxman, whatever. Uh, go back to that episode last year at this time. 60 something, um, 70 something. I'll never
1: know. trust him. He's never good at guessing. I am <laughs> always wrong. Uh,
0: if you don't know how good at guessing I am, go to the Summer Movie Wager. <laughs> I'm the, the best at it. Uh, but, anyways, we do have Guinness mixes that we broke down and kind of rated like top 14 mm-hmm. that we did. Uh, so, I got this idea that maybe during this month we can do something again like that. But I wanted for us to pick a beer. I said local beer, but I kind of backed away from that because it was kind of hard to find like local beers Style that you think and you would
1: whatever flavor yeah. you wanted.
0: Yeah, so we went away with that. But we had to pick a beer that you think would mix well with Guinness and then you had to come up with a clever name. And then we're going to rank those two beers amongst ourselves, not on Untappd or anything, but amongst ourselves after this episode, next episode, which was better tasting of the ranking. And then, which had a better name? Ooh. So the name is important as well, right?
1: Do you want to reveal the name of the first beer, and we'll try to guess what the beer is? Or
0: yeah, we do that. Yeah, uh, who's uh, what are we doing first? Are we doing the uh, the oh. first two pair? Oh yeah, we're doing the two beers. We'll do that one. All right. So the first beer... stout. Or... No, we we'll do the, the porter. porter. We'll do the porter. <clears throat> uh, I call it the PB and G.
1: Hmm. So it's. Peanut Butter butter and Guinness. Guinness. Yeah, I know. It's so original. (laughs) It's so original.
0: I I, I like the name, though. Thank you. Leave me alone. All right, so we're going to take a little break. Uh, Keith's going to break. He's going to do some more talking. He's going to break down how you can (laughs) uh, find us on social medias and all that jazz. So just give me a moment.
2: While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at drinkingeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout.
0: And now, back to the show. We don't have anything like really written about these, so welcome back, guys. <laughs> Uh, so, the first beer that we're doing, uh, I teased with the name PBNG. Uh, we pretty much have guessed what it is. So, <laughs> I didn't know who it was from. Cause surprise. so many peanut
1: butter porters. It's like, how do you guess? Yeah, so many.
0: Right. So, uh, for Peanut Butter Day, International Peanut Butter Day, uh, 4 Day Ray released a peanut butter porter release released it on Instagram, and my wife was like, you need to get this. <laughs> and so I was like, all right. Yeah, I was already twice. on my way. I was like, I was already on my way to get it anyways, so I'll get two. So we got two of them. So uh, since uh, I got it in a Crowler form, we actually have enough to actually taste this mm-hmm. uh, solo. I figured we can uh, quickly go through that. Uh, we're not going to go through the whole rigmarole. You guys can check in if you want, but we're not going to be really worried about that one. Um, but I can tell you what, that the color is nice. <laughs> yeah. There's
1: no can to talk about, but it's it's dark. Yep.
0: Yeah. And it smells a lot like peanut butter. Yeah, sure definitely. does.
1: The description says, Roasty peanut butter, chocolate, and toffee flavors with a smooth chocolate
0: finish. So yeah, So it's technically peanut butter and chocolate border. Yeah. I'm really excited to see how the Guinness mix tastes, but I'm really just to try this first. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, wow. And 4 Day Rays is located in Fishers, Indiana. I don't think yeah. you've ever reviewed anything from them.
0: No, we haven't. We should. We should yeah. probably just go there. I know. Yeah.
2: Speaking of, mm. we can talk about this off-air, but I have something that's sitting on my little coffee table over here. Something if we want to invest in, if we want to take the show on the road. Something Sweet Sweetwater sells. My dad found it in a magazine.
1: Like a portable recorder type of deal?
0: You can... Oh my gosh, it's amazing. I won't talk about it right now, but... <laughs> Just it's throw, throwing the seed out there so yep, when I'm yes. editing this episode, I can be like, oh, damn it. We didn't talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I think it's really good. I don't it remember if I checked in. It
3: it's um, um,
2: definitely, nope. out of all these peanut butter porters, roastier and more peanutty, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it so, definitely
3: retains a lot of the actual peanut flavor instead of like the creaminess they usually mm-hmm. get. Exactly. Yeah. And they usually
2: have
1: like a burnt peanut flavor. and This one as more of just like a traditional peanut butter flavor, not like that fake peanut butter powder or anything. Yeah, it's like yeah. roasty kind of. It's yeah. definitely
2: roasty.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Allison knows the owner's wife. Ooh. And so she was just telling me about just a conversation she had with her about this. And she was like, yeah, he f- stupidly loves peanut butter. <laughs> so that, makes like, sense. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, uh, when you're all about it... And, Make a, the best peanut butter beer that you can make, which is awesome. As a, uh, you know, going into it as some culinary interests in making beers, yeah, uh, then perfecting type of thing just <clears throat> makes your other beers
2: much better, in my opinion. It's interesting too because the peanuts obviously dominate. Usually, it's a peanut butter chocolate. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that, so I'm like waiting on the chocolate undertones to come out. I'm like, they're not here. They're it's, really it truly is just a over. peanut butter
0: beer, right? It really, yeah. I mean, you can you can have some kind of there's little undertones you can kind of taste it, but yeah. Uh, if answer. you if you didn't say that there's chocolate in here,
1: I wouldn't have been looking for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I don't notice the toffee really, in my opinion, but roasted peanut butter for sure.
0: Yeah, it's probably just uh just enough to pull out the peanut butter taste, mm-hmm. something like that. So when you mix it with Guinness, it's supposed to taste like I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Uh, last year we had uh, cherry wheat from Sam Adams on here, and mm-hmm. when you make it with really Guinness, it tasted like chocolate covered cherries. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, I was like, "Could this be it like like a Reese's?" Even more, yeah, could it be like a Reese's, you know, cup or something? Um, still I'm hoping for the peanut butter. Yeah, the I mean, the foam. hell, like the glass still mm-hmm. smells as peanut butter. So, <clears throat> all right, so yeah, we're not gonna review the Guinness. Guinness is. Uh, uh, from Ireland. From Dublin. Uh, it's probably made here in Baltimore. There's a Guinness factory in yeah. Baltimore. Uh, but it's still mainstay in Dublin. The The smell is actually... Yeah, it's still there. I mean, you don't really smell any Guinness, but of course there isn't really a whole lot of Guinness smell. Mm.
2: Got the head of a Guinness, that's for sure.
0: <clears throat> Being the last thing you poured in here. Right, and for having number one, uh, when I first poured, I uh, gave you more head Like when I poured it. Yeah. Uh, it separated into three colors Yeah, it was really at cool. first. It, yeah, it was really dope. I hope you got it in the picture. I hope so, too. I don't know. Uh, I it's just it's slow. It's two color now, but it was in three colors. I thought it was pretty dope. I was hoping it kind of wasn't going to stay. There'd be some kind of uh, pH level difference. That would have been cool. Shall we?
1: I'm going to take a sip. Oh, it's got that smooth Guinness mouthfeel.
0: Yeah. Ooh. It tones down the peanut butter mm-hmm. just a mm-hmm. little bit. I mean, it's not as, what, robust would be the, the word that I would probably use for that. Yeah, you really just get hints of peanut butter now
3: instead of just being mm-hmm. like peanut butter blast. We probably should have done it the other way where we do the mix first. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I still we're have the... that peanut flavor. <laughs> yeah. Live and learn. <laughs> I still product. got some of this left. I'll, I'll switch oh, back and true. forth. <laughs> I don't know, because um, then you get a little bit used to the peanut flavor, and then mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Guinness gets a little bit more pronounced. as you?
2: It's true. I think it's good because if you didn't like the <clears throat> peanut butter to begin with, if it was too peanutty, <laughs> this definitely smooths it out,
0: mm-hmm. blends it. Yeah, it's almost like a shake now, like mm-hmm. a like a peanut butter shake, like a self made one. I don't mean from like a, a like a store. You throw. <laughs> you know milk and peanut butter Ugh. a little bit of ice cream maybe some you chocolate protein there. or i don't know something mm. i yeah it doesn't i mean it's not like a, i'm not saying it tastes proteiny at all um feels like it's missing that little aspect from the whole peanut butter thing but it's definitely smoother creamier
1: yeah cuz Guinness is like a nitro can right mm-hmm. it doesn't have that little ball in it
0: yeah generally <laughs> i don't think these do the special edition cans uh, I don't know if you have a special edition can. No, I don't. Yeah, I'll keep one.
1: I like the bear. I don't know why there's a bear on it.
0: I don't know. Last year's was a, a pelican. Yeah, there was. A, yeah, I've seen the pelican. Yeah, I thought I left the pelican for you last year.
2: You lost it. It might be somewhere. I've run behind? out of room. <clears throat> Our last like twelve podcasts here are all in a box in my garage. I've <laughs> completely run out of room.
1: <laughs> Gonna have to start the purge of bottles.
2: Yeah, I gotta get rid of. I could probably throw away a lot of those. Shorts,
1: <laughs> or your father's. That's true. Don't throw but away your not father. my father's. <laughs> <laughs> He's not your father, so you can get rid of him. Some stranger. Yeah,
2: I saw they redesigned the not your father's. I saw in the store last night.
0: That's like an old bottle mm-hmm. now, so that's probably collectible. Yeah. I, don't, I can't get rid of it now because they redid, <laughs> right. they redid the label. Those are <laughs> not going in the box though, yep. so it's
1: like more crafty. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Maybe you can find a, a way to package it up and sell it on eBay or something. Yeah, I could. A Coke bottle up there too. Yeah, it's got my name on it. <laughs> that was
2: from when it first came out. Yeah. Where Coke, oh,
0: now your name's on it. Buy it. Yeah, so I did. I feel like the entire top shelf could probably go away. Oh yeah,
2: those are my those are my original my original yeah. beers before we long before it's we like started this podcast. Lo-
3: Rock and Bud Light up there. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah,
2: but
0: it's Bud Light Lime.
3: Budweiser. Oh,
2: like I think it's
0: here. a Bud Light. St. Uh, Patty's St. Patty's Day. Patty's Day when oh, when green can. The
1: green aluminum bottles. Oh no! Don't
0: keep that one. Yeah, and that looks like a like one of the redesigned but original Budweiser cans. I'd probably mm-hmm. keep that one, or probably you could sell those two. Those sound, those this, like uh, black crown that they made for a while. Budweiser yeah. black crown. I feel like those would have really good value as a uh, container only. <laughs> yeah, and then the Alexander Keith. That was an original beer
2: from overseas. I forget where, but it just says Keith on the side. Oh, I'm like, yes. Somebody got that for me. I think my dad did in an antique store. Like, All right. I no, know we're, not get, make that. we're not getting rid of any of your cans. <laughs> no, we just have, we need <laughs> to buy you more storage. I need more storage. <laughs> I put a second shelf up above my TV. I've been looking. i got to yeah. get some wood, and I'll just like yeah. go higher. You're going to open your kitchen cabinets, and it's going to be full beer bottles. of beer bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> you got this whole wall here. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. true, but <laughs> but then you've got the old, with people walking, yeah. into it. Bob being so tall, you knock it over. Pale, spilling the beer all over it. <laughs> Managed to throw it on the wall somehow. <laughs> okay, back to the beer yeah.
1: at hand. Gotta somehow rate this. Yeah. Out of five, I guess.
0: Yeah, we just we might as well just keep it out of five. Hmm. So I gave the four to the four-day raise. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure if this if the, the Guinness helps it or hinders it. Yeah. That's okay. what I'm really I mean, worried. I about. like how
3: it smooths it out, but it really takes away from the nice peanut butter nose that you had. I am noticing is like the more I drink it, you kinda get the peanut flavor yeah. build up over time. Because it was at the mm-hmm. and it was, I at think the it bottom
2: was and... Mixed at the bottom. Or unmixed at the bottom. So right. it definitely comes out more at the end.
0: I mean having a, a pour like this, it's supposed to come through the bottom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with, you know, I mean, it's As, the whole yeah, point, I mean, but it. yeah. But it's uh, it's definitely more built up in the back, but it's still it's like, does it help it? Does um, it hurt it? I don't know.
1: I don't know if it's an improvement, but it's still good. So I, right, yeah. It doesn't really hurt it either. I don't think it just and good but it ain't bad yeah exactly (laughs) i mean it adds the nice creaminess but it takes away some of the peanut butter so it's kind of i like that part and i don't like that part but it kind of evens it out yeah i
0: don't know that's that's what i'm like teetering on like do i like the fact that it strips the peanut butter down a little bit Mm -hmm. because what if you don't like roasty chunky peanut butter right when you're eating your peanut butter you like it smooth this would be perfect for you
3: So So if you're a crunchy peanut butter guy, just drink
0: it straight. Yeah. (laughs) And if you like it smooth. Here (laughs) we go. You read my mind. Um, Hell, this is probably going to be like a range between 375 and 4. Yeah,
1: that's that's where I'm teetering between. Is it like a little bit less than the original or like just on the same tier?
0: Now, if it would have pulled the chocolate out a little bit more, Mm -hmm. it probably would just be... Up. Yeah. Right up there, Yep, yeah. definitely.
1: Like, there's hints of chocolate, but there was it's <clears a> chocolate <throat> in the original, so yeah, it's not more.
3: Because, like, I want to say it's kind of like a dessert beer, yeah, you mm-hmm. know? but it's just not sweet enough to where it's <laughs> it's you like know? a pastry stout, mm-hmm. right? Not yeah. quite
2: mm-hmm. there. If Guinness had more lactose than it would mm-hmm. be, definitely that sweeter, smoother.
1: Because I think having this on like a nitro tap, yeah, it would be better because you would get more of the peanut butter, mm-hmm. but. The smoothness. Mm. Oh,
0: why would I have to do this first? <laughs> it makes it so a rough. Tough one. Mm. Uh, try to be very, like, since we, we are rating these like, against each other, trying mm-hmm. to be as non-biased as possible. Mm-hmm. Just give yourself a five. I yeah. think mine's the best. Mine's best. I'd probably give it a four, though. Like, <laughs> if anything, I probably would have rated the 4-Day Ray Beer standalone at 425. Mm. I probably just said that this is a four. Mm. It's tough to say. It's not like it hurts it, but still, <laughs> yeah. it still smooths it out. It says it doesn't quite make it the, – the the pluses for the 4-Day Ray beer is make it up to 4.25. are not as present as in the mix. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a 4. So uh,
1: Yeah. Since I'm at 4 with the 4-Day Ray, uh, I would probably knock this down to 3.75 just to – I think it's slightly less than, but it's still very good.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going to second Dustin on this completely. I would have gave the 4-Day Ray a 4.25. I didn't check it in, but (laughs) that's what I would have given it. And then definitely a 4 with this because it's like, I don't know. Does it hurt? Does it not? This brand new territory of mixing stuff. (laughs) It's like, eh, it depends on who you are. But, yeah, so a 4.
3: I don't know. I would say it adds kind of like the subtle notes of that peanut butter to where I don't think it's hurting it and i think it might make it a little bit better depending on your you know palette but i'd say it's probably sitting at like a probably a nice even four but
1: fair Good deal. Um so does it improve we talked about it improving the four-day rate did it improve the guinness at all oh yeah absolutely definitely yeah, absolutely yeah, that's what i was gonna say too but i, yeah. I don't know what i rate guinness at <laughs> Here we go. The only one, <laughs> one doing
0: that. Uh, I <laughs> flip to the table. But, I mean, Guinness is like one of the first beers that I have like really ever mm-hmm. had, and like I just started drinking it because I knew I needed to. Like <laughs> <laughs> knew it. Yes. So it's really hard for me to say that this is better than just a straight up Guinness, but it absolutely is. <laughs> absolutely is. Yep.
1: With that in mind, I'm going to change my score to a four. So we, we all gave it a four. Okay.
0: <laughs> there we go. In a hand-holding sort of way. Should we go back to Captain
2: Marvel? Maybe? Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, we're just rambling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Talking <laughs> about bottles of beer on the wall. Yeah. All right, so the story follows Carol Danvers, which, as we found out from Keith earlier, Miss Marvel was her first name, and mm-hmm. it was a very sexist name. Yeah. Uh, and then she later, I think is 90s, is when they officially I think
1: 2012 he said in his yeah, little. Really? I yeah, I thought it,
0: I thought it was earlier than that. I know, so did I. Yeah.
1: But well, Wikipedia says one thing. I don't All know. Right. You can believe it if you want. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, I changed know. it last night pretty <laughs> <company> it. <did. laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so yeah, 2012 she dons hmm. the mantle Captain Marvel. Uh, she becomes one of the most universe, or one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races, the Kree and the Skrull. It is set in 1995. Captain Marvel is an all-new adventure from a previously unseen period in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's 95. Those need to see
2: Skrull actually spelled out because I kept thinking scrolls. scroll with an O I'm like why are these people scrolls I don't get it
0: (laughs) it's also really nice to see like the the beginnings or what we see as the beginnings of Kree Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because the entire time like me and Allison were like the Kree are the bad guys what yeah Yeah, exactly it's like in
1: Guardians they're the bad guys in like that one season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they're bad guys yes that's what I was pulling in there I'm
0: like oh there's all Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) yeah there's a lot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cameos, and, like I Easter eggs. It. Yeah, yeah. the Coulson. Whole, whole, oh, Coulson. I miss right. him. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of 90s nostalgia when you watch this movie. Uh, we had the website that we yeah. talked about mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. I don't know if it was posted. I don't know if we ever talked about it on, on the show, show. But It was around it was on Twitter, I think. Yeah, it was around the time period we were talking about the show. Uh, go to your angelfire.com <laughs> and create a website. It's got a bunch
1: of, like gifs and like flash media players yeah and and the, all that and,
0: and the the view counter the website view counter <laughs> yes <laughs> How many like visits? a little guest
1: book so you can sign in when you visit <laughs> yep. oh the 90s yeah uh, and then um, there was like the magic eye posters that they put on Twitter uh-huh. just a couple weeks ago that yeah play on that 90s nostalgia
0: yeah we had a new marvel studios banner uh, it was the same music. It's still Michael Giacchino, mm-hmm. uh, but it was the all-Stanley cameos mm-hmm. and extra footage of him around the set. Mm-hmm. Basically trying to pull in, here's what he meant to this company. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how long they're going to run that one. Uh, They'll probably yeah, maybe be on the- just
1: this one, or maybe. The, they might do it in Avengers 2. The Infinity yeah. one, yeah. He still got a cameo in that and Spider-Man, so maybe mm-hmm. they'll do it in those three and just yeah. His yeah. And then is after that, stop running it or something. I mean, they
2: probably got enough Stan Lee stuff. He's gonna be in. I'm sure. I mean, he'll... if they can make Samuel L. Jackson look young, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they can do a fake I'm Stan sure they Lee can and use put his him in
1: voice there. in yeah. like a radio or something, or like on Daredevil. They just had his picture yeah. in like the precinct or something. So yeah. I'm sure he's so gonna continue mad.
2: to mm-hmm. be in it in some way, shape, or form.
0: Yep. Uh, Speaking of the Stanley cameos, we had one uh, this time around. It was actually interesting because this is set in '95 Mm -hmm. and '96 and '97 time frame is when Mallrats came out. Yep,
1: and he's reading the script and uh, practicing his line.
0: Yep, he was. It was. uh, uh, Oh, what was that line? Uh, You were the oh, you are the true believer. Yeah, Uh, and that's spoken to Jason Lee.
1: So there's a controversy around this cameo because he's playing himself. Yeah. He's credited as Stanley. As Mm -hmm. Stanley. And Stanley is the creator of all these superheroes. So he's living in a world where these superheroes exist, but he also created them in the comic books. So how does that go Mm. together? (laughs) Interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So they were talking about either him being the creator and it's all like him being crazy and thinking about everything that's going on. Or he's technically like Superman or Spider-Man where he gets the information mm. and then publishes it. Mm. So he's like kind of like a reporter, but making it, you know, fictitious. It was kind of crazy. Good point. Did you guys see the video of Kevin Smith?
2: Yeah. When he talked about this, no, he got super emotional. He said that the director of the movie called him and said, do you have any like of Stan Lee's lines recorded for that video. And he said, you got to go talk to the studio and they did find it. So those were actual outtakes mm-hmm. um, of Stanley practicing his oh, lines. So cool. it was his real voice, but from like 95, wow. 96 when he that's was rehearsing cool. and doing that. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty cool. He said he was super emotional when he saw it in the movie. Like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. he knew it was coming, but um, Obviously. it's just like actually seeing that. It, it was a pretty cool video. I watched it. Right.
0: And it's a, it's a huge nod to, Kevin Smith mm-hmm. as a director and a writer. Because
1: he like was real into the geek culture like yeah, back when clerks. Mm-hmm. He
0: like... wrote a Spider Man comic <laughs> yeah, book. Exactly. Like...
1: He wrote a draft of the Superman movie that never was made.
0: hmm Yeah, he's I, I love Kevin Smith, like absolutely. And hearing about that just kind of was like, Oh, that's awesome. Like yeah. I remember seeing it and I was like, That's a Mulrat script. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh go back to 90s nostalgia, I wanna point out when she's calling phoning home, basically. Yeah. Outside of the Blockbuster, she uses the old Game Boy Yeah to yes. hook up and communicate. <laughs> and then like when it connects, it makes the Bing sound like of the yeah. Nintendo <laughs> logo coming on the screen. I was yes. like, Oh, that is so perfect.
0: Oh. Yeah. She uh technically also channels her inner uh ET. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, making Something out of what was an etch a sketch mm-hmm. or uh whatever that toy was that yeah. E.T. did. Was... Speaking spell. Oh, speaking yeah, speak yeah, speaking speak yep. spell. yeah. So he was able to get a speaking spell working to call contact home. She did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh also nostalgia, blockbuster. Yeah. Yes. It was before I the was laughing. It was before the Blockbuster rebrand, so it wasn't just Blockbuster, it was Blockbuster, blockbuster Video. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> and then she gets shot in the head with a nerf gun <laughs> like all the yes. shit. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> we can go on. Um yeah, a lot of Easter eggs. <laughs> a lot of Easter eggs. Uh we have our casting list.
1: We got Brie Larson as Verz, Carol Danvers. Which is dumb, I hate that name. Yeah, it's so stupid how they came up with that. Oh, it's the other half of her dog deck. <laughs> uh aka Captain Marvel. So what did we think of her since this is her first appearance and like I don't really know much about her aside from this movie.
0: Yeah, I don't. She seemed very stuffy. She was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yeah, she in like a small part. I have a I have a a little Easter egg about that oh, in here. Like... What? I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh what she wasn't in Lost? <laughs> she probably was. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Everything goes back to Lost. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I I know the name. She was in Kong, Skull Island. That's the only thing I've Okay. And she's like Loki's friend in that movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think Nick Fury's forgot about that too.
0: Yeah. Like I know like I don't I don't know. Like it's really hard for me to remember like what stuff she was in. I'm looking up an IMDB mm-hmm. degree right now, kinda of talking my way in circles. But I don't know she's in like sixty one things, but I'm like, how do I know like what is she in? She was right. on
1: Community apparently, but I was like, I don't remember. Her. I don't remember her being in Community. Yeah, she she was in like a full season. And I was like, I what? don't remember seeing her <laughs> once. Like As a know, student she, like, in the background, got surgery on or her? what? I don't recognize her. Or it's like now when I go back and watch these, I'm like, oh, there's Captain Marvel. She's in this movie,
0: isn't that Allison Al- Allison Brie is in Community, mm-hmm. but you're telling me Bree Larson is also in Community. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting note about. Alison Brie and Brie Larson—they're both on the fappening, If you want to go, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she was in three episodes. Her name was Rachel. Just—I just, a, I just up, found it on here. See, I mean, I mean, I'm not even like finding. Oh, she was in Don John with um, uh, I don't know. what that what's that guy's name? Joe, yeah, levitz? Yeah, Joseph that, Gordon mm. Levitts. Joseph Gordon levitz Oh, she was in Twenty One Jump Street. Mm. I couldn't tell you she was in that
3: movie. <laughs> I don't. No, she, I think she's the roommate of. Uh, Jonah Hill or of yeah, uh, Jonah Hill's girlfriend oh okay
0: <laughs> she was in the league she was in a couple episodes on the league I'm gonna have to re-watch the league I think oh, she was that was so league. long ago she's
1: in so many things I've watched I'm like I don't remember ever seeing her face
0: yeah um, kind of forgettable I guess there's also yeah. a black sheep video by Envy Adams who she played uh, in Scott oh so, nice. so it's like a video short mm-hmm but I don't really, like, these. a lot of these movies, I don't know. Like, here's the one I just mentioned. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know any of these things. She's in Room, right? I didn't see that. I didn't, I didn't see, see it. I briefly, yeah, yeah. I think it got, got, like, an
1: Academy yeah. Award or something.
0: Uh, 13 going on 30. So she was called Six Chicks. So she's probably <laughs> a group of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta work your way up. She I finally it. made it big. You probably, Yeah, it's awesome that she did, but I was like, she's also the, the Glass Castle. She's the main picture on that one. I have no idea. Free Fire, Digging for Fire. She's in a room. You're right. <laughs> Trainwreck. I don't know. But I knew the name. I don't know yeah. how I knew the name. I just knew the name. So it was awesome to have her on there. Uh, I thought she, she, she kind of felt stuffy in the first little bit of the movie. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Like until she gets her memories back and yeah. she's like starts having a relationship with uh Rambo, whatever her name was. Maria <laughs> Maria <laughs> Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> um, then she starts coming out and then I like her interactions with Nick Fury throughout the
0: movie. I think
1: yeah. they have good chemistry.
0: Yeah, and I like her I like her chemistry with Thor <laughs> in oh, game three. <laughs> that was so good. She she like gave him the, the up down and yeah. he was like <laughs> I like this one. I like this one. I thought she
1: was going to start glowing or something. I was yeah. waiting for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of like a vision thing. Mm. You know, mm. like vision proved in one instance that Thor should trust him and then... Picked up his hammer. Yeah. yeah. She, you know, I'm pretty sure she probably could. I think... Oh. I don't know if this
1: Stormbreaker has that power. I think anybody can pick it up. Oh. I don't. I don't think it has that, like, curse on it that only the worthy can pick it up. I, I feel like that
0: <laughs> should be a thing. But it probably it's probably not the probably not the case of the Stormbreaker. Um, the test energy is what created her power. I didn't like that at all. That's not how it goes yeah. in the comics. Yeah,
1: I think it's interesting to tie that whole Infinity Stone world yeah. back into this movie.
0: It actually gives her the ability to destroy stones. Yeah, because uh, Scarlet Witch has the power of the Mind Stone, and she is able to destroy a the, stone. Yeah. Mm. But I'm not sure if it was any stone. They didn't really talk yeah, about and that. Yeah, that's what
1: I was curious. If you can only destroy the stone that created you or you have the power to destroy any stone.
0: Right. Because she was on her way to kill Vision. She didn't want to. Mm-hmm. But they could have been like, Scarlet Witch, just destroy his gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were the strongest hero in the universe at this point. But
1: you don't ever use your powers. Yeah, yep. now Captain Marvel. Now Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Also... Does her glowing spirit give her the ability to breathe out in space? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Dude. Yeah. It's like her old suit like combined with it. Like She'll put the like, little mask down. And, then... and other times she's like, I'm just floating. Yeah. And she's talking. Also, how did that jacket stay from burning? <laughs> yes. I thought it was like, no, let let Monica keep that jacket. You're going to set it ablaze when you go yeah. in space. And that didn't happen.
1: Well, she was wearing it when she exploded, right? Or no? No.
0: No, because she told Monica to keep it safe for her. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: But I like when that Tesseract does interact with her. It looks exactly like when the Guardians are holding their yeah. the one stone, like their skin's like melting away for a second there. Yeah. I thought that was cool.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Guardians mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Easter eggs in this film. Hence why I wore my Guardian <clears throat> shirt.
1: Because you don't have a Captain Marvel shirt?
0: Because I do not. Well, yeah, I don't have a Captain You're Marvel shirt. sexist. <laughs> You right, you right. <laughs> Sam Jackson as Nicholas Joseph Fury. Everybody calls him Fury. Everyone calls him Fury, <laughs> except Nicholas. for the scroll, or for Robert Redford at the In... end of uh, Civil War, or. Uh Hill at yeah. the end. <laughs> yeah. When she gets in the car accident, she's like, Nicholas or Nick. Yeah. Boom. And then she's fade away. Oh, Nick. So it kind of suggests that Maria Hill and Sam Jackson are Ooh. kind of romantically involved.
1: Uh-huh. I thought she was a scroll didn't <laughs> or, know his name. Or a scroll. No, no, no. She's not Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Hawkeye is a confirmed scroll. Is he? I
0: have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea.
1: He does share a name with the villain in this movie. Yeah. Isn't he Ronin in yeah. the like, Yeah, but it's I-N, not yeah. A-N.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, so he loses his eye in this one.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Huh? <laughs> I wondered how they're going to do yeah. it,
0: and it was hilarious. <laughs> you know yeah. what's going
1: to happen. And then... I was irked about it, though. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's how... Okay. Yeah. I was like, you got to be flirting, kidding me. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> Losing an eye to a cat. But he tells the cat he trusts him. Mm-hmm. I trust you. And then he d- loses it. Because at the end of Winter Soldier, he's like... Yeah, I, I, last time Bless I trusted him. someone, was I lost mine.
1: In the comics, the cat's name is Chewie.
0: Yes, it is. After is the cool. best star pilot in the galaxy. And then the the studio renamed him as Goose, which is the the best co-pilot in the universe. Mm. In Top Gun. In Top Gun, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and his name, it's a flerken. In the comic books, Rocket the Raccoon is the thing that yep. calls him out as a... As a creature, not a uh, cat. Hmm. So the scrolls did it in, in this one. There's a lot of backlash for that scene because a lot of people are like, "Oh, they're white or uh, not whites. white? Sub- Ma- like <laughs> uh, female, like feminist, <laughs> like anti-male." Uh, because when they scanned Fury, it said weak human male, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're like, "Oh no, cat bat!" Working flicker flicker.
1: Ben Mendelsohn plays Talos. The Scroll or Keller, the agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. You may remember him as the villain Krennic in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. It took me a while hmm. to remember where I saw yep. his face. Yeah, it did too. I was <laughs>
0: like, where did I know that voice? Yes.
1: Uh, Talos, the Untamed, created by Peter David and Gary Frank, first appeared in The Incredible Hulk 418 in June 94. Talos, considered a mutant by the people, is a Scroll that was born without the ability to shapeshift, so they changed that. Because he did shapeshift in the movie. He made up for it by becoming one of the most feared scrawls on his planet. Earned the title Talos the Untamed due to his savage and sinister nature. <clears throat> However, after getting captured by the Cree, he refused to commit suicide in the hopes of gaining glory for his survival. Instead, he was ridiculed and renamed the more humiliating Talos the Tamed.
0: <laughs> yeah, fun little uh, side note for this. When he was in the human form of Ben Mendelssohn, he had an English accent. When he was Ben Mendelsohn as Talos, he had his Australian accent, Ben Mendelsohn's home language. That's right. So, so me, it, uh, essentially, it's kind of like symbolism saying that he is at his truest form. Ah, and, nice. Yeah. So, for both Talos and for Ben Mendelssohn Right. At their truest form. Kind of little, small little symbolism. That is cool. And then
1: they changed the whole scroll thing because obviously they're good guys in this, but in yeah. the comics they're huge baddie. So it's right. kind of interesting that they diverted expectations that way.
0: It, it was because we were like, oh well, the Cree are killing bad people, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you can look at it this way: that there's always good and bad for whatever race that you mm-hmm. have, and so yeah. we could still have a, a scroll right. invasion.
1: I think Kevin Feige touched on that interview in an interview i might have a quote later i don't remember <laughs>
2: if i copied it or not yep all right moving on we have lashana lynch as maria Rambo, the best friend of carol and mother of monica Rambo, who is played by akira akbar as an 11 year old while azira akbar portrays her as a five-year-old Thought that mm-hmm. was an
1: interesting little trivia that mm-hmm. she, her sister played her and uh, when she was younger and then she plays her as the 11
0: year old yep uh her call sign for on her jet is Photon. Which is
1: one of the <laughs> names what, she yep. goes by.
0: No, it's one of her daughter's names that right. she goes right. by. Right. Yeah. Just a little nod to that.
1: It's going to be interesting since uh, Infinity, or Endgame, whatever it's called, takes place 25 years later. Will she be an adult in this movie? Yes. Yeah, Monica's going to be 30-something. I mean, is she confirmed to be like no. in the movie? No, she's not.
2: <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I don't know how much they'll touch on. Marvel's history, or all their well,
0: yeah, her Kevin history. And- we kind of know what happened in the previous movies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> She's new, so it happens. Annette Benning, I thought she did a really good mm-hmm. job. She played the Supreme Intelligence. She was not a green, ugly blob. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I got and, a picture
1: of it there, just in case you didn't yeah. Yeah, see her in the comics. That's and, when and he then, looked like cute. <laughs> yeah, then
0: she played Marvel, which is a male normally uh, in the comic books, and she played Doctor Wendy Lawson. So the Supreme Intelligence uh, first appeared in the Fantastic Four, uh, comic book number 65, and was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, the one and only.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The Supreme Intelligence, also known by the Horrific title... Honorific. Oh, the, honorific. Oh, horrific. <laughs>
2: honorific, Horrific. <laughs> Hor-
0: honorific. Horrific. Completely different <laughs> meanings. Yes. Yeah, similar meanings. <laughs> <Very different. stories. laughs> uh, what is that? Supreme or... Supremeor. The That's The That's what I put on my
1: tacos. Supremor.
0: Was created more than a million years ago on the planet Kree-lar by the extraterrestrial race known as the Kree to help them create a cosmic cube like their enemies, the Skrull, had once created. The supreme intelligence is composed of the brains of the greatest Kree minds, namely the Kree's thinkers, generals, philosophers, scientists, and so on. Removed upon their deaths and assimilated, like Borgs, by a computer, adding <laughs> their knowledge and experience to their own. You must assimilate to the greater power.
1: So the Creed did not create the Cosmic Cube in this movie.
0: Did not. It was already there.
1: Yeah. Odin or something had...
0: I know Odin. Was there's something the Titans. There, yeah. It was the, the gods when the, the world, big bang, yeah. created the five stones. Yeah. But Odin sent it to Earth. Yeah. I,
1: that's all I remember. Right.
0: Yep. Walter Lawson, the... The male version, not Wendy, but Walter. Wendy. Dr. Walter Lawson was a scientist who was hired by General Bridges to work on a missile base. Uh, cape. On his way to the base, he was killed when his plane was shot down by a laser beam fired from a crew ship. Colonel Jan Rog had actually aimed at Captain Marvell. Marvell took on the identity of Walter Lawson to infiltrate the base. Um. Then, just want to say that he, after working with the humans, he determined the the mission yeah. and then became a good guy and he worked to save the humans. And then also, no, just basically humans. Yeah, because the
1: uh, weren't good in the comics. Yeah.
0: In the movies, uh, Wendy decides to help and relocate the people, which is interesting because if she was working on a faster than light engine, why did she need to have all this research if the technology to jump through portals already existed yeah. because the in the guardians we were, they had the, the hexagonal... they do it in this movie yeah no but I was gonna <laughs> say like in the guardians we had the hexagonal shapes and jump through galaxies they do it in this one as well uh, guardians not and yeah. so I was like what do you, Why like, do you need light travel if you can just jump do that? through
1: portals <laughs> right
0: so uh, it was kind of a thought maybe if you just like you know just yeah. like killing people you can just go to the other side of the galaxy
1: because red skull transports to wherever that soul stone exists yeah i don't remember the name of the planet (laughs) just by using the cosmic cube so i think she's kind of trying to do something like that so you don't need a spaceship you can just like
3: bop around
1: without anything (laughs) well
3: also didn't they say they had to go to a warp point when they were trying to catch up with captain marvel in the movie so yeah. maybe there's like, Yeah, there's, there's only a, certain like, spots where you can things. go
1: through those yeah. hectagonal yeah. things. They yeah. try and rationalize it that way. Right. And like in Guardians of the Galaxy they go through like 50 of them and they're like faces are morphine. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it's
0: maybe back in this day it was more controlled by Kree and it's hard to find these ports yeah, and have uh, it's almost like um, in Star Trek DS9 they have a portal to another dimension but it's Protected by the Federation. So mm. you have to have your passes to get through this portal. Oh, passport. Yeah. Could be something like that. Clark Gregg, my favorite. <laughs>
2: As Phil Colson. We learn why Fury has such a fondness for Colson and goes to all the trouble of saving him, which leads to the question. Is the scroll that pretends to be Colson the same one they used to save him on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That was my thought.
0: I don't know. They I know that they use uh the Cree blood mm-hmm. to save, save him. Mm-hmm. So like that I mean that could be. Um uh, they also look at his junk. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a perfect nod to Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith
1: because yeah, he, like he, he, uh, Brody's obsessed with superheroes, junk like the <laughs> thing and the yep. hawk and all that. Mm-hmm. Jude Law as Jan Rog. Jan Rog first appeared in Marvel's Superheroes number twelve. Was created by Stanley and Gene Colan. <laughs> he is an alien Kree, a military commander whose weakness is his jealousy of the accomplishments of others and his love for the medic Una. Jan Rog had a deep hatred towards Marvel due to his love for Una. He ends up leaving Marvel on Earth so that Una can be his. Yon-Rogg later unleashes the Creed Sentry to dispose of Marvel. After Marvel defeats the Creed Sentry, Yon-Rogg contacts Ronan the Accuser to pass judgment on Marvel's action. Ronan declines; he is primarily a foe of Captain Marvel, specifically the Carol Danvers version, and was incredibly, uh, indirectly responsible for her transformation into Miss Marvel.
0: Which is interesting that Ronan declines yeah. because he's all about it in this one. Yeah. He wants the
1: stone, basically, in this movie, and like passing judgment on Marvel is one way
0: to get it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jude Law. There was a lot of talk as to what character he was going to be before the movie came mm-hmm. out, and it wasn't like set in stone. Every clip, every trailer that we saw Jude Law, it looked in a positive light. So there's a lot of people who yeah. thought he was Marvel. Hmm.
1: That would have been an interesting way to do it.
0: But, boom! Turning goes. him into a bad guy was an interesting way to go too. Yeah, yeah. He looks good for being in his fifties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he did a good job. I think so. Movie.
3: Well, also, I was talking to Keith earlier about this. Isn't he a part of uh, the Nova Corps in Guardians? jula Yeah. I don't think he is. Isn't he? Is he the commander when they're defending? Uh, no. Against Ronan, there is a British. Dude, is a British, British
0: dude. British yeah, so that but wasn't I don't think it's... That wasn't him. Oh, yeah. I can see his face right now. I can't think yeah, of it.
1: Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. but he's. I, know, I couldn't tell you his name. But that'd be cool if it was that guy.
0: Yeah. yeah I can't think of his name. Uh, definitely not John C. Riley. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, man. What, what's his name? I digress. But it wasn't him.
1: There was a article I was reading that said they wish that he would have... Like when Captain Marvel puts him in a ship and sends him off into space, that it would have been interesting if he landed on the planet from Thor Ragnarok and was like one of those guys and we get a cameo from Jeff Goldblum in like the post credits. Yeah. Uh, that'd be <laughs>
0: cool. Speaking about that whole scene right there, uh when they're doing the well, this is previously when they're doing in the canyon shots. Mm-hmm. where they were attacking that warbird and they're flying around uh that is a direct correlation to independence day when they're fighting oh, the aliens yeah. and mm. when she's dragging jude law yes. from the collar it's it's the same day. as independence day yeah that's, that's awesome. funny
1: i didn't even think of that <laughs> i was thinking the trench run from
2: oh yeah uh, new hope mm-hmm. yeah star force sure Cree team of super-powered individuals brought together by the Supreme Intelligence. Its original appearance was in the comic Avengers number 346, released in 92, as part of the Operation Galactic Storm storyline, created by Bob Harass. So Jude Law leads the Star Force.
1: Uh, he's never part of the Star Force in the comics, from what I read. and I think a couple of these people are, but he's not, specifically.
0: Yeah, uh, there's a few names in here. Uh, like Min Irva. Uh, she was a scientist, but turned sniper.
1: <laughs> That's an interesting way to go.
0: Yeah, so first appearance in Captain Marvel 50. So this is Gemma Chan played Minerva, or Dr. Minerva. What was it? Minerva. <laughs> Minerva, but you know you break it up. First appearance 50 in 19, uh, 1977, created by Scott Edelman and artist Al uh, Milkworm. Was born in... Uh, Adelix, a planet on the planet of Kree Lar. She became a geneticist and an agent of the Kree Empire. She was stationed on the Kree science cruiser uh, Anonym. I was <laughs> like, Anaheim? <laughs> False. Disney uh, World? <laughs> she orbited the Earth in the starship observing Marvel.
1: So a lot of these people are obsessed with Marvel, apparently, in the comics. Yeah, they. Jaimin Hatsu as Koroth, the Persuader. You will remember him as a guy. In oh, the, the Pursuer.
0: Pursuer. I spelled that wrong. Oh, and pursuer, then it, yes, the, yes. Persuader. the Persuader. It, uh, it, it will do this. I, I spelled it wrong <laughs> Yes, and then it auto-corrected, auto-corrected <laughs> him. <just> <laughs> Koroth, yes. the Pursuer.
1: Yeah, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and he's a bad guy essentially in that movie. Hmm. So I've had a feeling like, the Star Force was bad at that point. I was like, oh, uh, this bad guy's part of this team.
0: I was wondering when <laughs> that was going to happen. Like, if yeah. he was technically a good guy and then turned rogue, yeah. which he kind of does because they're excommunicated. At least the Space Forces or yeah. Star Force.
1: Uh, he first appeared in Quasar, number 32, in March 92. It was created by Mark Grunswald and Greg kucapulo <laughs> He is an agent of the Kree Empire. He has a, was a cyber geneticist and the founder and head of the Pursuer project to develop cybernetic warriors for the Kree militia. So in Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't he have like some sort of yeah,
0: I don't know, cybernetic cyber things on her head. This,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, he was also been a munitions manufacturer planet foreman and a special operative of the Supreme Intelligence. It was revealed that Korff fuck was the lead designer of the project to that created the Pursuer cockroach from earth modified by Krieg geneticist which first appeared in Inhumans humans 11 in 97 15 years before karath himself made his first appearance 1977
0: i think i said 1997 lee pace the elf from <laughs> lord of the rings or the hobbit technically
1: oh, he's the pie maker in that one uh pushing daisies
0: tv show oh yeah I it's a good go. show yeah, he was Ronan the Accuser. I made sure that that one was right. Yes. <laughs> Not the Accusar. <laughs> the, accusar. Uh, the Or the Acquirer. Ooh. Ronan the Acquirer. He
1: acquires this Infinity Stone. Yeah, <laughs> Ronan
0: would... Well, he was. He did the acquire... At least one. Yeah, one of them. The Spa-
1: No, the Space is the
0: Cube. The Space is the Cube. It was the uh, Time. No, no time not time. That's the strange. green one. Ha <laughs> ah, ha ha. The, per- the power, 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 <laughs> power. Yes. We got there. <laughs> yeah, we, we got there. The ether. No, that's wrong too. <laughs> uh, Ronan was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, the one and only. Mm-hmm. He first appeared in Fantastic Four 65 in 1967. Ronan was born on the planet Hala, the capital of the Kree Empire and the greater Melanic Cloud. Ronan later joined the Accuser Corp, uh, who are the Cree equivalent of the military governors and uh, jurists. Mm-hmm. And his rise to their ranks was extraordinary. He eventually became the third most powerful being in the Cree Empire. The Supreme Intelligence ultimately appointed him Supreme Accuser of the Cree mm-hmm. Empire, as which he is known simply as Ronan the Accuser. I noticed in the movie he didn't have his little... Yeah. The Dark black. blue, black
2: lines on We his see space him yet? put it so. on
1: in Guardians. Like he yeah. comes out of that goo and he just like puts all that shit on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's Literally. There's <laughs> a
0: couple of people that were in the space that were not mentioned in here. I don't have their names, but I do have who they were. There's uh, the big bearded yeah. guy. But... So after that, there's, well, there's two. There's Atlas or Atlas. Okay. So his Captain Atlas was his moniker. He was mm-hmm. a villain uh, of Captain Marvel, or yeah, Captain Marvel. And then Bron Char, the big bearded mm-hmm. hammer Again. dude, he wasn't technically part of the Space Force or Star Force. He, Space Force. W- <laughs> I know that's the entire time I'm thinking yes. Space
3: Force. <laughs> uh,
0: Bronchar was a low level militant, mm. but he was essentially a giant, and he is one of the only few people to ever break Captain America's shield. Oh, wow. Mm. I don't know who played them, but they're very like minimal. Yeah, I couldn't find roles. a lot on
1: them on Wikipedia, so I just left them out completely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so uh, from all that, you kind of get who they are and their, uh, their basic roles. Uh, we're going to talk about the and credit scenes, but before we do that, we're gonna jump to oh, another God. beer. I know we did a lot of talking that, that time. That was a lot. So a, a little much. Mm-hmm. Uh, after talking about the post credit scenes, we will probably talk about what we thought about the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, uh, I put together uh, a little little script for you. Uh, Pale's supposed to do it, but Pale just keeps not showing up. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it is the uh, if you remember a couple episodes ago, we had like a six hour talk about Patreon, but it, made a little a quick little script so i'm going to take it away real quick but while we do that we're going to get another beer so just brb do you like what drinking geek out is providing do you want more do you like video games game of thrones comedies like brooklyn 99 parks and rec in the office well so do we however sometimes these things just don't fit in with our current show format but we still want to provide this to you just to provide you with an update we do have five tiers on our patreon with all nerdy stuff to provide you. You could become a super geek and receive a bonus episode every month. You become a mega geek and we could pick a topic for a future show. You can become an uber geek and we can do a show tailored around you. The perks go on and on and will continue to grow. So go on down to patreon.com slash drinkingeekout for more information. And now, back to the show. Alright, we're back and we have uh, beer number two in front of us. I uh, didn't tease it this time. Uh, but it was made with a ch- uh, not ch- uh, coffee stout, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay.
1: What is
2: it? It is Fuel, Fuel Cafe Coffee Stout from
0: Lakefront Brewing Company in Minnesota. So I wonder if uh, women drink beer and have had this before. We'll find out.
2: <laughs> this disclaimer was not our first beer of choice. Um, but what i could find on short notice last night <laughs> trying to fill in for the coffee stout because this was pales mm-hmm. um original one that he wanted to do for this so this is a little substitute because he wanted jones in for java by man anthony but here in fort wayne and we just missed it by a month they pulled it off the shelves uh, and sold it all so make more yeah <laughs> should we get around do we have a name we didn't, I personally did not come up with one. Um, Holy but I think we either, you know, collectively could create something here. All
1: right. I initially just thought black coffee, but that's a little simple.
0: Yeah, I uh, I said uh, uh, to kind of go with the whole black coffee idea, I said uh, no cream, no sugar, but it's obviously Guinness, so there's there cream. cream, yeah, so all cream, no sugar.
1: I like it, let's go with that.
0: Yeah, it's already infinitely better than mine already. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <All cream. laughs> Uh there was nothing cool about this when you poured it, uh like the last yeah. beer. there was uh like a three tiered or you know kind of way just foam, then not foam
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of foam involved in my pour. I did not do a great job, but and I also didn't spill it all over the table. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I am notorious <laughs>
0: when it comes to making these Guinness mixes to pour half of the Guinness on the on the counter. Maybe that's how you get the right pour. You just yeah. have to spill half <laughs> <It's> of it. <laughs> yeah. The the first half of the pour is just foam. We all know that.
2: Yeah. Especially in
1: these little glasses. It's pretty yeah.
0: tough. Yeah, I think I think last year we did solo cups. Mm-hmm. I think we had more range for me to a bigger <laughs> a bigger, a bigger opening. <laughs> a bigger opening I still missed. Um but here we go. Let's uh sniffers.
1: That's kinda like a Guinness.
0: Yeah. There's a little hint of coffee there. Yeah,
1: there's a little of that coffee.
0: Not much. Like a like a, a low roast uh not that dark. I mean it's like a dark, no nothing low roasty. Definitely it smells like it's been in your coffee cup for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Not not when you first brew it.
1: <laughs> Got some stale beans.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, since this is a beer. Not many of us have had. I will tell you a little bit about Fuel Cafe here. It says this unique style combines the flavor of roasted malts and Milwaukee's renowned Fuel Cafe coffee. So that's actual, I guess, coffee brand. Dark color with a beautiful creamy tan head. Coffee aromas dominate the nose with the background of roasted grain, the fine balance of mild hops, the gentle acidity of choice coffee, and the full mouthfeel. It's for you, pal um from roasted malt barley make this an unforgettable brew maybe that'll help us try to pick some of those notes out when we oh were we to just be listening to that uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn it Keith, you're reading again
1: <laughs> all right i guess uh i'm just gonna take some sips and see what we think
0: oh yep there's a the coffee yeah oh whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> why isn't that not drowned out <laughs> it's like
1: I don't know. We didn't taste the beer separately yeah. Yeah. to know like maybe that is like outrageously coffee, but it, like, I feel like maybe the Guinness adds more coffee notes to it or something.
0: Yeah. Takes out some of the flavor, just beefens up the, the coffee. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple other coffee beers that were similar to the style that kind of felt like you, you were drinking the The burnt side of the coffee grounds afterwards. I don't really get that feel from this one. But there's not a whole lot there other than coffee. Creamy coffee. Yeah. Mm. Can I get some Sweet and Low, please? (laughs) (laughs) It's really smooth to go down. Like, there's nothing harsh in the back end at all. Mm -mm. Yeah, that Guinness
1: really smooths everything out, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: That's probably why I like drinking it so much. (laughs) (laughs)
3: It's like beer milk Mm mm-hmm yeah there's just like a little bite from whatever roast they use you can kind of yeah there's like like spiciness and like mm -hmm. bitter like some
1: sort of bite yeah i agree
0: yeah the the nose doesn't match the flavor because i mean if i was going to start making guesses as to what i smell versus what i taste Mm -hmm. it's like going from a low to a medium roast just from my experience a lot of reviews on this um says that the coffee
2: is really not that pronounced in it. Interesting. So, and we already have it half with Guinness, so <laughs> it's still pretty pronounced, I think. And yeah, we're pulling it out. If anything, yeah, I'm maybe
1: like, the whatever Guinness is doing to it is really accenting the the coffee notes.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's a pretty good stout. I think it's with really all things good. considering, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: it's okay. I know we're not doing it, but I pulled up. Beer Advocate. <laughs> it's three point four three out of five. Is it Really? Fuel yeah.
1: Cafe Organic Coffee Stout? Or is there one that's not organic? From Lakefront Brewing?
2: It's the organic one. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's got a three point six seven on
2: uh untapped. There's a lot of reviews on here. One thousand sixty one ratings. Oh wow. Well,
1: beer advocate thirty seven thousand on untapped.
0: <laughs> I feel like this is an entirely different beer. <laughs> if you drink it, it's like standalone. Yeah. yeah.
1: David F. says, coffee taste and nose, no stronger than taste, flat and smooth. Matt D. says, strong coffee taste, delicious. So, contradicting the lack of coffee taste to whatever reviews on Beer Advocate.
0: <laughs> this is most definitely better than a 3.5, which is what yeah. I'm hearing that most people probably gave this.
1: Yeah, a lot of 375s. There's some, some fours.
0: Huh. I think I would lean closer to that. Not quite a four, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we're drinking it with the mix. Yeah. So
1: So you can't really go off of those scores.
2: And it's pretty old anyway. <laughs> yeah. Good old Indiana liquor stores. We That's sell you okay. old beer.
1: You can age my stouts for me. Yeah. It doesn't hurt them.
2: Keep yeah. them
0: warm on that shelf, mm-hmm. collecting dust. <laughs> I think I probably would go with a 375 on this mm-hmm. and say that the, the name is much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought mine was clever. Fair enough. But <laughs> <laughs> that, that coffee taste, the creaminess, I mean, it just feels like I'm drinking a coffee with you know some kind of cream in it. I don't know if it's straight up milk or if it's coffee cream mm-hmm. or something, but there's something in there. Not a whole lot of sweetness to it. But,
1: no sugar. Yeah, no as sugar. you said. <laughs> yeah, no
0: all cream, no sugar. Yeah, I I named that before tasting this. By the yes. way,
1: pretty impressive. It's very fitting. I think I'm gonna agree with Dustin's score and go with a 3.75, just because I think I prefer the peanut butter version of mm-hmm. the Guinness or whatever we want to call these that we just had earlier in the show. But I still think this has got a good coffee flavor and like the Guinness really. Uh, in my opinion, probably improves it over mm-hmm. the scores that they're giving it on untapped, so uh, I, I would say if you have one of these sitting around add some Guinness to it and you'll probably uh, enjoy it more.
2: Yeah. They seem to be readily available. So is Guinness. So mm-hmm. It'd be a perfect match. Mm-hmm. I want to click higher. I want four because mm-hmm. I love coffee beer. Um, it's not as strong as I would like, but I really love that creaminess that the Guinness brings to yeah. it. I really want to try it just by itself. I'll definitely go back and probably pick up another one. <laughs>
1: Let's open that other one. Sorry, Sorry, pal. Pal. Sorry, pal.
2: Um, just to kind of see, and hopefully one that's a little bit more fresh too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, you know, the coffee mellows out after a time or it picks up after a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many factors that could go into this, but I really enjoy that coffee. And then that creamy blend with it, it's like, Oh, it's like what I just drank this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I would,
3: uh, probably bring it down to about a three and a half Okay. the so. roast i was getting from the bean and that probably is not something i as the usual roast i would pick so hmm. kind of the flavors it was bringing out were a little bit bit much for me um and they i mean the flavor came a lot more than the peanut butter stuff that is food, true which was kind of nice because i thought it'd just get you know washed over by the guinness base mm-hmm. um but i think they went well together um, i just wasn't a huge fan of the yeah. flavors that were coming through good deal
0: yeah as a decaf drinker i don't have options for, <laughs> for what <laughs> roast the they have yeah uh yeah. all right so back to the movie we just have a couple things to uh, finish up here uh, we had two uh two credit trailers credit or scenes, yeah, yeah credit scenes we had a mid and then we had a uh, post credits And so the mid one, uh, it's probably live footage from the movie. Like a sample. Like scene from... Yeah, scene from the Infinity War. Endgame. Mm-hmm.
1: It's kind of what they did with the Ant-Man Civil War one where uh, yeah. uh, Winter Soldier is tied up or whatever. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that.
0: Right. And so the pager is... Uh, beeping forever. They find it, they put it up and they bypass the battery.
1: Seems like it's been there in a while. (laughs) Nobody's responding. It's
0: it's kind of just ticking and it starts off with Cap and Black Widow just watching the population tracker go up as confirmed missing. Mm -hmm. So it's not as, it's not current as people are fading away. It's probably the reported missing, like whatever algorithm Mm -hmm. is set up to find uh, missing people. And the, it is on the screen, it's displaying. I think it's three point two or three point three billion mm-hmm. people missing, which is really close to uh, half of our yeah, population. population, which Absolutely. is three point eight some some mm-hmm. some some. So and it
1: keeps going up. Yeah, we don't ever see the final number.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just rolling. Uh, Rody comes in, says, "Hey, it stopped." They all go in there, talk to Bruce about it uh cap is old man cap well just reboot it <laughs> yeah. turn it on, turn it and, turn on it and start it again <laughs> and at that point uh she
2: pops up behind. she him. pops up behind well me. it was neat because um oh my god well, i'm blank on her name scarlett johansson mm. yeah. What's what's name? Widow. Black, widow. black widow oh my god, i had beer in my mouth i would have responded <laughs> sooner um because they were all like, well, is it really that necessary? And she said, no, it's important to Fury. It's important to Fury. So, it's important. Yeah, it's, this is important. We need to keep going because we have no other leads to go off of. So it's right. like even then they're still arguing, like, why are we still we're wasting our time, wasting our time this. with this? This we doesn't even mean know what it anything. Does, but she kind of like brought it home and it's like, no, we need to continue mm-hmm. to do this. So I thought that was neat. There's already tension. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell are we doing? Like there's a lot of sitting around. Like there's we don't like know five what
1: to of do. us left, and we yeah. we're just sitting here waiting for something. So, so I thought
2: that was that was neat to see that that there's already mm-hmm. the tension that's between them all. Mm-hmm. And then yeah,
0: as you said, she shows up. Where's yeah. fury. Yeah, and you can tell that time has passed because she changes her part.
3: <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. looks exactly the same.
1: Twenty five
0: years later. Yeah, she's definitely unaged, but the part's her different. different. yeah Part it down it, the middle instead of it off to the side. The Plus, costume's different. the costume's Yeah, it's upgraded as well. Uh, there's a subtle change. I don't <laughs> think it matters, but time has changed.
1: So, with uh, Kevin Feige has said, uh, we've officially learned that Marvel, uh, from Marvel, that there's no real idea whether Fury has used that pager before, and maybe she just hasn't responded. Like, this is the first time we've seen him use it. Doesn't mean he hasn't tried.
0: Right. I feel like if he's tried before. And not responded. Yeah. Why would he immediately jump to that? I feel like, yeah, I know. It's just, <laughs> I feel like this is like the event that he decided to. Yeah, you yeah. would think. in on. Because he, yeah, this is the worst
1: it's been. Mm-hmm. But why didn't he use it in the first Avengers when there's a portal open in the sky? Right. She could just yeah, come so, through and yeah.
0: kill the portal. I don't know. Uh, then, I mean, that was it. Uh, then we have the end one where Goose <laughs> pukes up the Tesseract. Got a hairball, puked up the Tesseract. <laughs> yes. The problem with this one, and it's a problem that I had with the entire movie. It's not the entire movie. It's just little parts of it. Um, <laughs> in Captain America, when they knock, oh, the the Tesseract is not for more mural, uh, mortal eyes mm-hmm. and uh, it burns your hands when you touch when Red Skull grabs it and it, it's knocked off of the uh, the ship's energy core and it falls through the plane. It yeah. burns a hole through the plane oh, yeah. and Howard Stark grabs it with a machine <laughs> and they even like scratch it and it blows up. Or Yeah. How the hell is a Fonzie Tin <laughs> <laughs> holding that in? Hold it. I can understand yes. When Captain Marvel picks it up, because she's made she's from that power, she's
2: made from the power.
0: I get it, but how is that Fonzie tin holding that? It's Did like
2: special scientists put something in it to hold it. <laughs> it's
1: like uh, Man of Steel can't see through lead or something. Yeah, so oh. this cube cannot go through aluminum. aluminum. <laughs> it's <Something>. one weakness, <laughs>
0: uh, but it, it it ties in with the uh, few random uh, Pulp Fiction. Easter eggs in here, <laughs> Sam Jackson wise. You know, you open up the you open up the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Glow. You have the the glow of the light. It's the same thing with you open up this yeah. uh, Fonzie tin. You have a blue light oh. or whatever. Uh, but but all that. If they have a special tin that it doesn't burn through, then why does why does he have a desk now? Because it picks it up. It should have just yeah. burned right through the desk. So it was yeah. in
1: uh, found in the ocean by Stark. Yeah, maybe the ocean water weakened it, and now now it just doesn't go through things Mm-mm. like it used to.
0: It's watered down. It's power. watered <laughs> down. <laughs> so Captain Marvel's watered down.
1: I don't know. Yeah, um, it is kind of frustrating that they don't kind of hold to that. But uh, yeah, but
2: that's one of those things. Did they really have this planned all those years ago? No. And it's like, oh, shit. Now we gotta come up with How, something yeah. to tie this in. Yeah, and w- means it got to change a few things.
0: Yeah, nobody remembers.
2: And yeah, how powerful first are these little kitties <laughs> the floor that bins. can flirt? Yeah, <laughs> that can have it inside and
0: right. not kill them. Apparently,
1: there's a pocket dimension in their stomach, so oh. it's not actually in him.
0: Yeah, a uh, little funny note about that. Uh, when they was it a first not a first Avenger, but the first Avengers movie, when they call Bruce Banner in to say. Hey, uh, you need help. We need help with this. And he's like, "What do you want me to do? Eat it?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of like everything coming together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, for all that, um, so with this, uh, Dr. Wendy Lawson created the Pegasus Project, mm-hmm. uh, which was. Um, I forget the acronym, but it ends with... Yeah, I don't remember what it stands for. uh, U.S. is the United States, obviously. But it's something to do with... uh, Energy is uh, something, energy, something, something, United States. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't really remember what it was. But uh, when you go to uh, the first Avengers movie, when they're down where Loki steals... That's the Mojave Desert, which is the same place. Well, the same desert that they're at in Captain Marvel, but it's a different terrain. So we're Mm -hmm. thinking two different places. Uh, But that's also the Project Pegasus. Uh, So the Project Pegasus has been mentioned in several different movies. Uh, It was first mentioned in Iron Man 2 uh, when he was all right. When he first hears about the Avengers project, he tells Jarvis to go through and collect Goliath exodus and Pegatus, pegasus as projects so he can understand like what's going on with shield um and we all we just found out what project goliath was in, when we
1: was, ant man wasp yeah ant man mm-hmm. the
0: wasp and we do not know what exodus is so that's I'm
1: looking that's probably in a future movie
0: yeah we're gonna still <clears throat> figure that one out uh, oh, pegasus
1: stands for potential energy group alternate sources united states Mm-hmm. So it's like a Shield, where they <laughs> yeah. just Alternate wanted to make. Sources, yeah. Also, yeah.
0: another another thing I really disliked about it is they he dresses as Shield, but in Iron Man, Colson was like, "We don't have a name, but here's our yeah. security of Homeland," and yeah. it, and he's like, "Yeah, we're working on the name," but he, he said it in there. It, it kind of bothered me. Secret. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's,
1: Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement Logistics
0: Division. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep, that's exactly right.
1: Sounds like you really want an acronym. <laughs> I really wanted one.
0: <laughs> uh, So, I mean, what's next for Captain Marvel? We see that she's going to be in the sequels. And there's probably going to be another movie.
1: Yeah, nothing in Phase 4 is really announced. But we can right. assume that there'll be Captain Marvel 2.
0: I feel yeah. like they're going to release the roadmap as soon as the movie's out. Because we're waiting right now for right. Phase 4. We don't mm-hmm. know... What's out there?
2: But yeah, they got a plenty of time in there to play with mm-hmm. about what has she been doing this entire mm-hmm. time. So
1: Yeah, so I wonder. My theory is they'll fill in that gap maybe with a sequel yeah. that explains where she was between mm-hmm. in-game.
2: Yeah. With Jude Law going back to yeah, the homeworld and her going to destroy the rest of the Krees. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And then we got um, Ronan saying he's coming back to steal the weapon. Which is her. Which is her now. So now
2: Ronan will be main bad guy in that. It's so, actually
0: cool. a nice little theory about Guardians of the Galaxy. I know we got to wrap this up. Um, <laughs> Let's talk all day. He uh, Quill, who's Terran, mm-hmm. who so, best, out in there, part uh, part human, part alien, mm-hmm. celestial, uh, said he got a scar from a Kree girl. That would be interesting
1: if when we he see hooked up with her, a young oh. young Pratt. Yeah, that'd and, be
0: cool. And uh, he got something, and it's like, how did he get that if? this Over here, so Mm -hmm. maybe there's some intertwining. I would pay to see Chris Pratt and Brie Larson go at it. Yes,
1: like, and they like to throw in these cameos. Once they introduce the characters, Mm -hmm. they'll throw like a Doctor Strange in a Thor movie or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, other than all of that, I thought it was a fantastic film. I I give like 100, 10 out of 10. Would watch again. Mm -hmm. Tell people to watch it for sure.
1: I don't think it's like the perfect Marvel. It's a good origin Mm -hmm. story, but it's not like my favorite. Yeah. Like Marvel and the movie well, in the MCU. I mean,
0: obviously, I'm not gonna put it above any of the Captain America's, but I'm telling <laughs> right. you, right. it's a great movie. I yeah, ten out of ten, watch it like it's
2: a great movie in like what we were talking about. It's like she's already inside of this universe. I think they were limited, with the earlier mm-hmm. ones they had everything to play with. Now it's like we have a certain All time this frame. This is established. We have already. to yeah, we this fit is established. It this box. And it's like they couldn't be as creative, I think, as they wanted to. It's kind of because like a prequel yeah, problem Yeah. Mm-hmm. like,
1: this takes place in between all these other movies and you got to kind of make sense of everything and not mm-hmm. try to fuck everything up <laughs> in the timeline. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I think it did a good job.
2: Yeah. And it's an origin story. And like you said, the first half of the movie, she was me. Right. And then, you know, she came into her character and I'm excited to see her interact with all the Avengers now. Yeah. I
3: think it was also kind of nice... To give you a little bit more on, like, some of the subplots where you get to see, like, Cree. Yeah. And it's all this yeah, stuff that's Glory been Days and, talked about, but you scrolls, don't get a whole lot of prime. the main story. So you kind of can see, like, Ronan when he was younger mm-hmm. and all that. So it kind of lets you start bridging all the net, like, connections you've been seeing yeah, at this point. Yeah, definitely agree.
0: Bring it together. And with Disney having that technology to wind back the time <laughs> and make people look younger, there's possibilities for mm-hmm. anything. I know that we're getting in a Scarlet Joe movie, uh, Black Widow. Again. It's going to be set a couple years before Iron Man in 2008, so probably like 2004, 2005, yeah. and we might get Budapest in there. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, this is I like this movie. I'm excited to see what is going to spawn mm-hmm. from it. Definitely,
1: sure. Close right. it up. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So I just make sure we have nothing else to say. really to talk about. Yeah.
0: All right. So for us here at the Northern Studio, I uh, we'll Keith's house. Yes.
1: <laughs> Until next time, drink up and geek
0: out.